1: hello everyone welcome to vent with connie podcast i'm your host connie welcome to a brand new episode if you're a new listeners welcome thank you so much for joining vent with connie family um guys make sure you listen to the uh, previous episode we have because we have tons of episodes for you to enjoy so make sure you go check it out to keep update about the latest episode and for the ogs thank you so much for coming back and for your continued support i love you guys so guys we do have a special episode lined up for you today you definitely gonna enjoy it by the topic you probably wondering what this girl about to talk about trust me you're gonna enjoy it okay so our guest today um she's a cardiothoracic surgery pa and public health um practitioner after overcoming burnout and finishing stuck in a career that drained her she became an international peak performance speaker, empowering young professionals to find their voice and overcome stress of their personal and professional expectation. This allowed them to reconnect with their passion, contribute positively to their organization, and become influential in their fields without feeling overwhelmed, underappreciated, or undervalued. That's why people call her the queen of performance and productivity. I am talking about Sabrina Rombach. Go ahead, enjoy. Okay, let's welcome Sabrina to the podcast. Hello, Sabrina. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me here tonight. That's good. Thanks for coming. So, how are you feeling today? How is your um, your health? Your family? How is how how are you feeling?
2: Today has been an awesome day. I have been invited for two of the TV segments to really share my thoughts and understanding with uh, post-election stress, as well as how could significant stress relate to either grief or loss can cause what we call in Heart and Long a
1: broken heart syndrome. Oh, wow. okay, that is good. Talking about the post-election, for those that don't know, uh, we just had our presidential election us presidential election like yesterday because we are recording this on a wednesday so we had the election on november third um third and um and the results are still not out yet so we're still waiting on that so uh, i want to know how you're feeling from the, uh, how, what are your thoughts on the whole process with the election and also you can give a uh, um basically an advice because you talk about the hard, the stress people might be facing right now. So what are your thoughts on the election? How you're feeling about it? And uh, what, are the, um, what advice would you offer to some of my audience that are finding it hard to basically adjust or uh, adjust what the outcome or accept what the outcome might be from this um, election?
2: Such a great, timely topic. Even before election, I was a big component of promoting younger voters who are under 40. We know that there are about 40% of all legible voters are people under 40. But uh, with early ballot mail-in and in-person voting before our election day, there are only about 25% of those who send in are under 40. So that's a huge gap that people are not using their rights. And at the end of the day, voting in itself, is not just about picking a party. It's actually you are taking one step to confirm your value, your system. You truly are not just belong somewhere, you're using your rights. And that's something that many people fought for to allow ourselves to have a voice in our society. So it's a positive action. Now we know in cognitive behavior psychology, one positive action will trigger multiple things. And that's why people even talk about simple thing like having a morning routine, right? You wanted to show up just good really positive in the morning that pull you into a good mode and that means your rest of the day will start out great and continue going on that momentum now there's actually a thing about post election stress disorder it happened really started getting noticed back in the last election in 2016 and the psychology, uh, sorry, the American Psychology Association, no conduct stress level among Americans on a yearly basis. And this year, particularly they're showing elections related stress is 68% as compared to the 2016 one was 52%. So think about that. Like that's a 16% increase in just stress related to election and Guess what, on top of that, what what do we think about some of the stressors Our pandemic, for sure, and social media we we are all on these platforms, because we can engage with people one on one as much and additional research by Pew uh, Research Center, which is another big organization, they found that many people say, in fact, 55% said that. Social media has been overwhelmingly showing political post notification, messaging, and that causes even negativity into how they see the world. And that makes sense, right? Younger people are more likely to be on social media if they feel like the world become more pessimistic, their voice is not being heard. Of course, they're not going to act out uh, the right that they really should be practicing
1: yes that's so true because yeah this election this year i feel like it was a a lot more social media driven i don't know why i don't know why I can't remember the other years, four years ago, but I feel like this one was a lot more social media driven. Like everywhere you go is about the election. Everywhere you go, even before it happened. so I can see how it will cause a lot of stress to people, and especially younger people under forty, to not to feel discouraged to even vote in the first place. And I'm really interested about you about the what you mentioned about post um, depression post-election depression. I didn't know there was a thing like that. That is crazy. So it's not in our uh,
2: DSM, which is like a book where our official diagnosis for uh, mental disorders, but it has been shown that people feel disheartened when their party didn't get elected yeah. um, maybe more stress out and really this disappointment right it's showing up as grief as they yes. lost something mm-hmm. and that significant grief especially for those who are really gung-ho about politics really f- thinking about the uh, the changes into their current situation that will affect their future on a larger scale so these people can also trigger our stress hormones to significantly elevate and we go into this fight and flight mode. And now yeah. if that happens, right, we know blood pressure going to increase, sugar going to increase.
1: Yeah. And
2: and that's what even one of the Kaiser Permanente, there are California big large organization. They even found 2 days after the 2016 election heart attack increased by 67 percent and stroke increased by 59 percent as compared to the week before and that is yes that is significant it's crazy um and on top of that uh the stress can cause what we call a broken heart syndrome it can
1: actually you
2: can die (laughs) from a broken heart
1: yeah i i i can tell because then sometimes you get heartbroken you feel like you're about to die but yeah, I can see how that can happen.
2: <laughs> so physiologically, when we say it, it's broken heart, it's these stress causes our bottom chamber of this heart muscle are not to pumping correctly, right? Not squeezing yes. well yes. Um, to pump blood for the rest of your body. And that can lead into heart failure state. Now, it, these symptoms are very similar to a heart attack, but by study when we test them for different things they're not they're actually without a blockage in your in your coronary vessels they're just because stress causes your muscle not to squeeze well
1: (laughs) wow i know we make we say that a lot my heart is broken for those had a heartbreak like they came from a very terrible breakup so people talk about that i didn't know that's actually a real thing that can kill someone that is crazy but Hi, I hope everyone is, uh, those that are listening right now, hope you are doing well with the outcome of the election, because I believe by the time you guys will listen to this, the results should be out. I hope everyone is feeling well. Please, please, don't get, don't have this post-election depression. Please, please. We survived 2016, we're going to survive 2020, okay? It's not the end of the world. Everyone still to have a brighter future, I believe. So please don't lose hope. So hold on to your book. It's not the end of the word. Well, Lea, um, Sabrina, um, you do have a lot of um, titles. Um, you are, you have PAC. What is that? What does that even mean? So I have
2: a master in public health, a master in health science, and a, uh, I'm certified a PA. So um, I have... More than 10 years of experience in healthcare uh, from a public health and neuroscience background. And when I advanced into medicine, I foc- I'm i a PA and I focus in surgery in heart lung surgery. So really to, to me, home is anything involved of the heart and uh, with the lung, anything really inside the chest we deal with and for me i realized that young professionals are so used to just go 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 like uh, prove to ourselves building more just to build our resume so people can recognize us and that tendency of us get us start to get lost in who we are what we really want out of life and that's when people thinking they are start burning out but they ha- even haven't really kicked off haven't made it to their full potential yet. So I became a peak performance speaker because I gone through that a few years ago. I remember it's just about eight o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I was already exhausted because I was on call again from the hospital. And I also woke up with a fever of one one degrees. Wow. Those wouldn't have been so bad if I'm having the day off. But in fact, I feel weak. My hands are cramping. I'm actually fully scrubbed in, trying all that I can just to make through that open heart surgery that I'm helping my tendon with. And that moment, my scrub nurse noticed that I'm typically always chatting. I was always doing the same thing. And I'm just not doing I'm not talking i'm only staring at a patient because i don't know how long i can last when that case would have gone on at least another five hours yeah. so of course the next morning nothing was much improved i finally called out sick but when i talked to my boss his response was sabrina you can't tell me this sooner Alright, I guess I have to find your appreciation. And that's when I felt yeah. super unappreciated and just overall frustrated. And now my scenario is not that unique. Mm-hmm. I believe many ambitious young professionals are stuck in that boat of constantly doing something, picking up another project, and they're saying yes to many things that not really align with who they are. They're just robbing their precious time, energy, and sanity.
1: Yeah, you are absolutely right. Um, I think um, sometimes, uh, I, 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 not sometimes, I think a lot of people go through this that you just described, and some are still going through it. They couldn't get out of it. So I wanted to know, just to be clear, uh, what drew you to the heart surgery, the during the, uh, measuring in heart surgery? Uh, What was the interest, like? what was the motivation behind you um, pursuing that career path? I think medicine
2: in general is very diverse and people can really find something that they are interested in, in all these different specialties. For me, I'm very much a just a hands-on person. I like to get in there, have a quick transformation and change. And that's why I became a consultant too. I'm really good at problem solving by taking this bigger picture that people tell me and really make them super small, simple, and then people can drive and do it. So that's what my clients is getting for me now from a consultant speaking standpoint that we have all this chaos in the world, both between our internal expectation, and external expectation. Sometimes we get so distracted, feeling like we have to do everything. Then we start losing that momentum. Yeah. Instead, how can we bring back that one thing that truly light up in you and figure out what that one thing is, then create a plan so you can be in your zone of genius, your zone of passion and your zone of efficiency. And everything else really are distractions. And surgery yeah. is something that to me is, hey, you know, I can fix something. And yes, people have to be in a hospital for a while, but yeah. we really save lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. And cardiac disease is number one killer in the world. It doesn't matter what era.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You're absolutely right. So basically, I'm uh, going back to the the, uh, the experience you had when you were, you felt like your temperature increased, you had to stay home, and you're calling your boss that you can't make it, and he was like, oh, and he was like, why didn't you tell me, early so I can find a, now I gotta find a replacement for you, how long did you, and then you had to have this um, realization that, oh my gosh, this is crazy, I can't keep doing this like all the time like you're feeling um, burnout undervalued unappreciated so how long did it take you from where you started working there to where you have this realization how long did it take you to realize that
2: i think there's not really a right or, or wrong answer to that i think everyone go through these things and then probably multiple of similar events before they got to a point that they really have to pivot. And all of us, I think this is also an important thing to know. When we pivot, it shouldn't be a drastic change. If all of a sudden we change from one thing to the next, there's no transition, no grace period, it's really hard for our both physical, mental body to do. It's a simple way of adaptation, right? And if you go into a foreign country and you don't know the language, you have to start working, no support, of course, it's going to be harder for you. It's the same analysis as many people who feel like, okay, they're not in their dream career or it's the way that they uh, work is not the same as how they thought it is. We can change by gradually, creating something else that truly elevates your excitement and then gradually transition out. So for me, uh, that's what I did is knowing that I want to change the dynamic on my work environment. So I wrote proposals. I have talked to different management, thinking about different plans, how we can change the current situation. And at the same time, I look into other options. If the team that I want and I know it exists would not be able to do what I propose and we can't really come to a common ground in an effective way or at least give yourself a time frame, then we do have to look elsewhere because we are the one who's in control. We have to take ownership. And we can morph in other environment as well. But knowing just because you change job doesn't guarantee that you will not have the same issue. And many people get that false belief in them. It's because they don't have the basic foundation. And what I end up finding out is that I went back to my root in neuroscience and public health and also learning from other performers and psychologists, neuroscientists, how can we pivot our thinking, tap into our full potential enough to become that influential key player that our organization cannot afford to lose? So no matter where we go, what kind of team we have, we have the ability to change the dynamic to the better.
1: Yes. Yeah, I love that. Taking ownership and taking that boat step. So that I'm sure that's probably why you are called the queen of... Um, um performance and productivity so you did um develop a system called simple three-step system to help people that are feeling burnout undervalued and appreciated in their career right now so can you enlighten us on what that what those three steps are so that my audience can actually learn from them
2: yeah totally i the key thing we have to remember is none of us actually likes to talk about burnout none of us actually care about stress what we care about is get to the next phase where we perform at our best where we are in the zone of flow and just being happy instead allow ourselves to be in that emotional roller coaster all the time so i actually don't focus on the burnout i focus on how can we get to the next level and once we're in the next level How can you maintain that happiness style and continue to turn that up? So number one thing is, we have to redefine our motivations. What does that mean for you? Just like Simon Sinek have the um, book, begin with why, right? You have to know where you're at right now, why you wanted to go somewhere, What is this ideal lifestyle that you really wanted? And most people don't ask themselves that question. They just thought that, oh, if I got a good degree, if I got a good job, if I have a good partner, then I will be happy. Hmm. They keep doing these little check marks to thinking, then I can enjoy myself. Instead, we have to have that end goal in mind already, this bigger picture reverse engineer our path otherwise we are going to be like the one who dig multiple holes thinking that one hole can become a water well for us and that's not gonna happen if our our attention are stressed thin, and we're no longer able to pay attention and none of us really can multitask it's just switch tasking so why not focusing on one thing at a time, knowing your bigger picture and only align yourself with your value system to that future?
1: Hmm. That is that's smart. I love that one. I love that. Making sure you are refocusing on things that are important one at a time and avoid doing everything at once because that's when that's when you're going to get into that burnout feeling or feeling stressed out. So yeah, I like that. I like that point. I like that. Stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then one of the big thing, like one of my clients, she's actually very efficient already. She's a lawyer. Have a, It's almost going to make partner. What she didn't want when she came to me was that she does not want to see someone who's married to her job. Right? I don't think any of us wanted to be that
1: no, person. No, we don't. Yeah.
2: We wanted to feel successful. Why not? Women can do whatever they want to and men as well. You don't have to be picking one or the other. You can have both. Yeah. At the same time, how can we have both when all she wanted was be able to play cello in her local orchestra? And that's her passion is that music is enlightenment is peaceful it speak through her so what we happen to do is figuring out that hour for her that where she actually wanted like to journal after she listened to her podcast like to practice her cello block out time how does that really fit into her her life and now she's able to actually compose more herself and feeling really good about being able to rehearse and go for different concerts. And that can be you as well. And really, the one thing I suggest her to do is I gave her a burnout bulletproof weekly alignment worksheet. And we actually, on a weekly basis, you deserve this so much, right? Yeah. You needed to give yourself at least half hour or hour to yourself to figure out your value systems. What are some of the non-negotiables, which is different from what's good to do? Who do you need to connect with to elevate yourself this week? Who's could be the person that it just simply you wanted to enjoy some time with? What is the one self-care activity you wanted to focus on so you can be in a better physical and mental state to give the best of you, right? All these different things to work through so you have a clear plan instead of just going through life, like whatever comes to you. And that's not intentional.
1: Yes, yeah, that's so true. Like, um, yeah, I love that you're recommending like... um, taking time out, the self-care, because that's really, really imperative. And we and we need that because it will help us kind of um, re-energize our, ourselves and also recalculate, basically think about, okay, what is next for me to do now? Like, because sometimes when you are just focusing on your career, like you say, nobody wants to be married to their job, but when you have that one free time to just relax, you know um what's the word that i'm looking for Rejuvenate, whatever it is just to reach re-strategize too i use that time and just don't think about it. and a lot of people um i think i have a guest that talked about meditating because that also helped too is that's what you like to do read a book like you say listen to a podcast or whatnot and the lady that that likes to do play is it a or whatnot so that's really nice i think that's a way to kind of um relax and um enjoy and know that things you know you don't always have to be go 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 and also be human being and start being human doings because i think that's what most of us keep doing 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 we never take a break so i love that. um going back about the three step you did mention just to make sure we are we are following um with that you mentioned um redefining our motivation so is that the only step or do you have another follow-up step So that's just the first step, you need to have a
2: clarity of your mind or your thought and your value system before you go anywhere else in life. And then our second step, when going along with you are saying is be able to rejuvenate yourself means to reboot your efficiency, without the right energy, productivity really would not go far. Many people come to me, Asking, Sabrina, how could you still working in clinical medicine and do a business in speaking and consultant? How do you do all that and still only work five days? Because I know how to engage my energy and reboot it in two minutes. That's what I call then practices of mental micro-vacations. And when you do wow. them the correct way, and that's incorporating breathing, visualization, highlighting one of your senses, right? We have five of them. People like touch or like smell, like taste, whatever. It works for you. We kind of play and build a plan for you. And these things, under two minutes, you can gain your focus and energy back and calm all that chaos on the barbaric thoughts that's going through your head. And therefore... You can be more focused and get things done faster instead of many of us just, oh, give me another 10 minutes. Let me finish this. Right. And 10 minutes later, you probably haven't even done that much with your email or you have distracted by the phone call or yes. a text message. <laughs> and things just keep going through the day and you feel like, oh, my gosh, I done so much, but also couldn't even cross out my to do list that much
1: that's true that is so true i love what you said about um practice is it practice micro vacations is that what you said yeah so it's a set of exercises that i teach
2: people and mm. your uh, for all our listeners you can actually grab a, a free download at sabrina for slash energy and these exercises you can do at home work outside as long as you are at a place where you can sit or stand. And I actually, I realign your body really quickly, right? Drop your shoulder, feeling like there's a balloon on top of your head to really lift your spine. We're in a more ne- neutral s- space. Our posture does so much for our energy as well, right? As well as our confidence, yes. as, uh, as the stress level as well. Mm-hmm. So we put our body in a, a better spot and then incorporating the breathing the visualization and the sensory redirect our thought process more in tune to the present and forgive ourselves from all the negative thoughts or anything, even not negative, anything just not in the moment itself, just let them pass us. And then you can truly pivot and change your mindset. So that's the third step. Uh, Sorry, that's the second step. And then our third step is to re. Build your mental immunity. Now, mental immunity is like your mind has its muscle as well. Just like your physical body need to continue to train to stay fit, your mind needed to continue to train to repel the naysayers out there and the self-sabotaging behaviors that you have. Mm-hmm. Wow. One. Of my professor and my coach, uh, Dr. Shazad from Stanford, he learned that every one negative thought takes at least three positive ones to replace them. Therefore, we have to take control of how we see the world. We can't change what's not changeable. We have to accept as what it is and turn it into a gift and opportunity. Mm -hmm. And when we do that we are also able to recognize what are some one out of the nine sabotagers that we have high tendency on, right? For example, judgment is a big thing for everyone, right? Controlling, avoiding problems, um, too much a pleaser, or you're too rigid, like the professionalism, Mm -hmm. uh, or people who are hyper vigilant they feel like they always need to do something otherwise they're not productive or they're restless and they don't feel right but when you're doing too much you actually now allow yourself to reset to refocus on what's actually important to you
1: wow oh wow that is cool that's true I think these things, these three steps that you mentioned will also help people. to kind of avoid being counterproductive because you said that are, there are people that love to be vigilant. They think being productive, you just keep doing, 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 doing. It's keeping themselves busy, but they don't know that they are draining themselves. So um, I love that you're providing these tips because it will help people you know, refocus on what's really, really important. And um, free time is also important. I think we, especially women, needs to learn to take time to relax and take a breather. You know, and relax. We need that a lot. You know, you don't have to do everything at once. You don't have to, you know, do every do things all the time for you to see for you to be considered productive or hardworking. You know, there's a way you can also be smart. What they call it. The, um, those there's some people that work smart. It's I don't work hard, I work smart. I don't know if I agree on that, but at least you know you have to be you have to apply wisdom in it. You don't want to drain yourself and um when you have health, when you have your health, when you have your life, that's when you'll be able to do all these things. So you don't want to jeopardize your health by overworking yourself. So I really um appreciate you sharing these three steps. And um this is basically these three steps is like basically. People sitting down doing a performance review on themselves. That's what I think of. You know how when you're at work, they pass you the paper to do performance on the company. So I think this is what it would be. People doing performance review on themselves.
2: Raya, I agree with you. Many time is not just about working hard. I, I'm an Asian, my culture, and I embrace that part of me to be diligent to get things done. And that's why I can do so many things in a short span of time. I'm focused, and I just work hard. But that also means I work right. It's not even just smart, it's work on the right thing. If you're smart about your decisions, that also means you're not picking things that are distracting you. You're making the decision work on the things that truly create the future, give you that lifestyle, give you what you ultimately want to be as a person and not just knowing oh this seems to be good to do and I, f- I can finish in five minutes right that that's actually robbing your time and for short, sure, the the three steps is a deeper dive into evaluation ourselves, but the very last piece, our mental muscle is not something you can just do once or twice. These things you have to continue to reflect, rechange your way so we can grow and we can move forward in life and maintain the happiness style. And now, our, not allow ourselves to get bogged down by things just not working out because we can't control anything. Really, the only thing we can control is how we perceive things.
1: Yes, that is so true. For guys, those that missed the three steps to to basically um um repeat that is a uh, redefine our motivation, uh, reboot and rebuild your mental immunity. So those are the three steps, and um and I think Sabrina do have the, she do have a website for you if you want to try and practice the micro vacation exercise which i think is a great um exercise to do um we will have the link on the pod, on the episode on the description of this episode so you should make sure you check that out so sabrina um uh uh, in addition to all the things you do you're also a podcaster um what is the name of your podcast tell us a little bit about it
2: Yeah, I've been speaking on other people's shows, TV, radio, um, podcasts for a while. And people said, why not create something of your own? So I started in July and it's called Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. it's really my way of seeing how can we be powerful and passionate? means be a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. It's not just work and life. It's actually 10 different components. It involves career development, financial intelligence, physical fitness, mental immunity, what I focus on. The personal goals and mission, relationship building, that's both from a social support and family relationship and lifestyle, uh, spirituality. So when you put all of this together, it's not about we have to do everything, it's just be intentional about tapping into each component of our life. If we're missing some of them, we haven't paid attention to them, that's when we're gonna hit roadblocks. My show is interviewing different experts in healthcare to talk about their journey, and how they been able to support each other, and how they are a expert in one of these key areas to help us to grow. And my show is really short 20 minutes, just having a conversation like this. Wow. And um, yeah, we're, we have fun on the show.
1: Okay, what is the name of the podcast again?
2: Powerful and passionate healthcare professionals. If you just search healthcare professionals, you will see my picture pop up in a blue scrub.
1: Okay, guys, you hear her. Make sure you check out the podcast. And I will have the name of the podcast also on the description of this episode. Before we end this, um, you did mention about um, you encourage um, the audience, everyone listening to practice time um, to try to take time out to relax and do something they're passionate they are passionate about other than their job, so I want to know what do you what is what does Sabrina do on her free time? What is a typical free day free time for you? What does that look like?
2: <laughs> I only work five days, as you know, so uh, uh, those five days are pretty packed. But the two days when I'm off, I am off. So uh, nice, usually it's every other week, if not weekly, we'll uh, I'll get massaged and um, go do something outdoor. Uh, Plenty of research has shown that nature can increase our heart rate variability, which Mm -hmm. is a measurement on how well, how fit we are, Mm -hmm. and has been uh, a key component to reduce stress. And um, sometimes I just take a long walk with my dog. I might go biking and figure out what my friends are doing so we can actually reconnect and even i'm sure you guys know this even though you might be living in the same town same city but if you're not intentional about reaching out to your friends and some families you might not see them for weeks upon yes, weeks yes
1: yes that is true um when you mentioned about you take walk and you mentioned about um research have shown that um going outside does help with your what is it heart or something um it kind of remind me to start taking a walk again because it's been a long time because i work from home so um i can be um i can find myself staying all and at home all week without even stepping outside except when i'm going to the church but um thank you for remind me reminding me that to so actually schedule that on my um schedule time to actually take a walk because it's been a long time i usually do that in the morning when i take my 15 minutes break because i heard that the morning sun gives vitamin d am i wrong i think that's what it does so that i think i need to go back again doing that
2: uh, it doesn't matter what time of the day that you are able to be exposed to the sun, the sun can convert vitamin D. Uh, usually people need about 15 minutes a day under the sun mm-hmm. that uh, so you can get enough of vitamin D. That's why a lot of people are actually deficient and they need to take supplements.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, I won't go back because so, so, I don't want to take the supplement. So I think, um, thank you for reminding me that to start, you know, taking a walk. And um, my audience, too, those that are listening, please make sure you take a walk, too, outside. And uh, if you are like me that work from home, because corona will make you stay home all day, but just try to go outside and take a fresh, uh, um, and receive fresh air and also um, be under the sun because you need that vitamin D. Well, thank you so much Sabrina for coming, we did, I did learn a lot from you, and these three steps that you have mentioned, I would definitely um, put it to good use, I would definitely practice it, because I believe it will help me, of course, my mental state, my emotional state, and everything in a whole, so um, I really appreciate you for coming, and uh, before I let you go, um, we're going to play a game called Two Truths and a Lie, because we try to, so we can get to know you a little bit more than your job and all those things. We have learned a little bit about you, that you like to, on your two days off, you like to be really off, you know, take a walk with your dog, but we want to learn more about you. So um, are you ready for the game? Yep, I know. (laughs) (laughs) okay so go ahead tell us three things about you two of those things will be a truth will be um true yeah and then the other one will be a lie but i have to guess which one is a lie and which one is the truth
2: (laughs) awesome all right so number one is i used to do fashion design when i was in high school and number two is i used to do triathlon and number three is that when I was younger, I actually traveled by myself to the U.S. Wow. So which one is the truth? Which one is lie? First of all, what is
1: triathlon? What is that again?
2: Swimming, oh, okay. um, biking, oh,
1: okay. That running. Is, okay. Well, I think... Um, you used to though you being a fashion designer i think that one is true and then triathlon i think that one is true but i don't think that your parents will let you come all the way from um your country to us by yourself i don't think any parents will let you at a younger age nah i think that one is not true
2: (laughs) so um i I am a. Ho- I'm not a good swimmer, so try out lines out. Oh, I used okay. to do fashion <laughs> design in in high school. Um, used to do some competitions as well, hmm. and uh, I did fly here. uh Of course, uh, when you're young, you can do a child package. Yeah. So I did fly here by myself and. Uh, and it's now uh technically by myself, I guess. It's just without any family member. Um, yeah. when I flew, you have uh the flight attendant will just uh, make sure they check on you. Yes. So yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah it's called an accompanying minor because I did work in the airport. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is wow, that is so cool. And you say fashion design, do you still do that now or you stop doing that?
2: I used to uh, make them uh a, i do design dresses and sew them and to, uh, back in high school i would do these uh, competitions but now it's more like i just simply have a king eye for fashion and um know how to dress other people dress myself it's just a more of a hobby
1: oh wow okay wow you 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 are talented in every area because i can imagine you're doing all these things you're doing because you still work in the hospital, right? You still do yep. there. Oh, wow. And then you're still, you a, a performance and productivity a speaker, a peak performance speaker. And also, um, yeah, you used to do this fashion design thing, like props to you, you are doing a good job. And, um, and that, it's so amazing how you're able to still balance it and still have time to rejuvenate, to rebuild, to reboot. And also, um, basically do all the straight things you mentioned that is cool a lot of people don't know how to manage that time their time and um I'm glad a lot um, people listening to this now can learn from you learn from your experience learn from your learn from the skills you have to actually um learn to actually know how to um plan their time how to make use of their time and don't keep themselves always busy thinking that's productive. So thank you so much for coming to this podcast and sharing all this wisdom to, um, to my audience. So I really appreciate you for coming.
2: Yeah, thank you so much, Connie, for having me. And um, people, are feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm always happy to have a virtual coffee chat with people. I found that the most enjoyable part is to making these wonderful connections. And um, if I'm not the, the right person, I usually know someone who can help.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. Guys, I will have her Instagram and I say Facebook, you're on Facebook too, right?
2: Yeah, um, mostly on Instagram, LinkedIn, and yeah. Facebook as well.
1: Gotcha. So we'll have our Instagram, LinkedIn, and uh, we also have the website that she mentioned earlier in this um, interview. So I'll have all of them um, linked on this um podcast on this episode and we also have the name of her podcast for you to go check out because you need to listen to that so whenever you feel like oh my gosh like i'm feeling overwhelmed so you can go back and hear some of the tips that she's offering in that podcast because i know it's going to be quite an insightful um listen that you would definitely enjoy it so um yeah we'll have all of those information linked on this episode. And um, thank you once again, Sabrina, for coming. And, um, and and I hope you enjoyed this interview. I hope it wasn't too, I didn't ask too much questions, did, did I?
2: <laughs> it's all good. I love the conversation-based interviews.
1: That's good. That's good. Thank you so much. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you do, make sure you come back for more next week. Remember, we, we, we release new episodes every Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Thank you. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you're listening right now. And uh, make sure you also subscribe to us on YouTube. The name is Vent Time with Connie Podcast. Thank you. You do have a blessed day. Bye bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie Podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to Vent Time with Connie at Yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.